as this is a continuation of our Did Science Locate the Fountains of the Great Deep video, we are going to jump right in with little introduction. Allow that video to serve as such. If you missed it, go back and watch that first because you're going to miss some context. Just how many of these hydrothermal vents, fountains of the great deep, are there? Source and link at the bottom from Science Magazine. Our oceans may have six times as many hydrothermal vents as thought. Hydrothermal vents, cracks in earth from which hot water spews, may be far more numerous than scientists realized. Three to six times more numerous, Science News reports. The team found 184 hydrothermal vents for 1,470 kilometers of ocean floor, or one vent every 2 to 20 kilometers, according to research published online in Earth and Planetary Science Letters. So at least 184 of these fountains of the great deep exist, and likely far more, according to this story. Remember, this is developing science that few truly understand. Yes, they have their theories. Yes, we ignore them because most are unscientific, because they have not observed anything as far as the interworkings of these hydrothermal vents at all, ever, no one, at no time. Okay? So, they haven't conducted science. They're guessing. Perhaps they can get a good guess every now and then, Yes, but don't accept that as fact. Test it and make them prove it. Thus far, they have not. Now, what will not change is the fact that the Bible recorded these long before. Their theories will, but the Bible will not, nor does it need to. See, you can believe the Bible as it's written, as it is. You may need clarity from the Hebrew, but you can believe the Bible. And no, Job did not go to the bottom of the mid-ocean ridge, nor does this require him to. He had knowledge of things we have lost, but no longer. For instance, the prominent theory, again, theory, only on the function of these hydrothermal vents, is not actually based on science. You know, observation and experiment. That's science by definition not guesses. And really, you really shouldn't be able to call something a theory that has nothing really to gel at all. No, it's just designed in a vacuum and a guess. They line it with, well, really leaven, but that only makes it sound good. They claim water seeps through cracks in the earth called fissures and then go down into the earth and then that water is heated into gas, essentially, and rises through the hydrothermal vents. It doesn't sound bad until you realize they have never tested this in the slightest. No one has ever been inside nor drilled into these, and they are only guessing what it is like inside. They do not know. Check this out, and we'll show you. As the race in space was winding down, Soviet scientists turned inwards. 
You'd never guess that this is the site of one of their greatest achievements. This hard-to-find rusty cap in the ruins of a building in Russia's Kola Peninsula covers the deepest hole on Earth. The scientists drilled it off and on for 24 years, from 1970 to 1994. They got down as far as 7.5 miles, or about 12 kilometers, deeper than the deepest ocean. Before blistering heat of 356 degrees Fahrenheit made them stop. At 4.3 miles down, the scientists found fossils of single-celled organisms called plankton. Now that was the deepest in Russia, and they found micro and deepest on Earth actually. So seven and a half miles is the record. That's as far as we've drilled into the Earth. That's it, guys. Seven and a half miles. And what did they find there? Microscopic plankton, which are found where? In water. <laughs> they failed to mention that in this story and any that we've been able to review on this. And I think we've read at least twenty-five, thirty, or more. Because again, we are not one person, but a team. Now, that is bad enough. But seven and a half miles deep, and you claim to know what the core of the Earth looks like, really? Yet they don't know anything. <laughs> It's a massive guess. They know nothing about the interworkings of the Earth. Now, it shouldn't matter. But what these finds did. And the reason they are not continuing these kinds of studies so much is not because they are expensive, although certainly I'm sure a factor, but really because the data does not support the worldview that the Earth is filled with magma,、uh, with a, a metal core in the center. Maybe it does have a metal core. Maybe there、uh, certainly there is magma. There's magma chambers, just like there's oil chambers. But gee, I hope they don't mix. It's under pressure, so maybe no problem, and maybe there is. Who knows? There's hollow chambers in the Earth. That's also been proven. We have sinkholes and things like that as well, and there are water chambers within the Earth. How much of any of it? Science does not know. You can only guess, and there's no way of actually knowing until we have the technology to go and drill in there and really know. There are some reports that there is an ocean within the Earth, but again, we won't give them the benefit of the doubt either, because no one has drilled that far, no one has observed that.、It's、only seven and a half miles, and there we do find water. So we know that water is seven and a half miles, at least in that section of the Earth. Now that was in the one find, but let's take a look at another find here. This is Germany's KTB borehole, another very deep borehole. And here, in a publishing in Oilfield Review on scientific drilling, it is noted that the scientists, by the scientists themselves, listed below as the writers of this article, the fluids the scientists at KTB expected deep crystalline rock to be bone dry. Why? Because that is the paradigm by which they are educated. It's a wrong paradigm. And this proves it wrong. Watch, but to their surprise, in other words, taught science on this topic is wrong, at least in this instance, right? However, it was in the last one too. Water influx occurred at several depths. Tests showed the water had not leaked down recently from the surface. That means this water was already down there. It's not surface water. It did not leak down there. Hmm. So there's already already water down there. Now, during a two-month pumping test, 
275 meters cubed of salt water were produced from an open fracture system at the bottom of KTB. Natural causes of fluid movement, so the fluid is moving, became apparent when pressure sensors deployed in KTB recorded changes in pressure due to earth tides. So it actually somehow is timing with the earth's tides caused by the gravitational pull of the moon. Well, maybe. Don't don't know that they prove that, of course. But, okay. Link and source below. See, the Bible has something to say on this. And this is nowhere near settled science, as they have not done any science, mostly. This is science. This article is science. They observed what? Water. Water that actually is flowing, is fluid. Water that did not seep down from the surface. This is significant. And yet, science still holds to these theories that these kinds of tests ends up proving wrong. Now, they have no clue the interior of our Earth. Yet then, they'll go ahead and they'll render the interior of other planets without having ever been there, nor even seen many of them. Even moons. Yet, No one's been inside of our moon either, so they don't know what moons are made up inside. They don't necessarily have to have the same core as the Earth, yet they're showing a moon from Saturn or whatever, and it has the same kind of core. It looks just like the Earth. Come on, it's just a cartoon. Anybody can sit and draw cartoons. That's not science, yet many people take that as science, and that's one of the biggest things in our day we've got to look out for. Just because you see a computer animation does not mean that any telescope ever picked up what you're seeing. They should be able to show you a video, a photograph, and yet they're not able to do that in most cases. Now, that's called magic. Certainly not science. So if they only just stuck to science, we'd have no issue with that. But they don't. So where are these hydrothermal vents? Well, principally, they are right in the middle of the rivers from Eden. As Job said, the inhabitants inhabiting the rivers from Eden, the fountains of the great deep. Wow. And that's all over the earth. Now, remember, we have covered the book of Second Esdras, the one quoted by Yahusha in Matthew 24, I think it's 37, according to, that's all top of my head, so if I quoted it wrong, I'm sorry, but we cover that. Uh, According to the 1611 King James, mind you, see, we don't argue with the Messiah. He at least endorsed this book in use, if nothing else, in the fashion in which we're using it. We aren't convening a council today to determine whether it should be uh, placed in the Bible or whether really actually, because it was in the Bible, uh, whether it ever should have been removed. That's the real question. Who has the authority to remove books from the Bible? Mm, now that is the question. But no need. This is from the KJV A for Apocrypha. And you can find that online from several sources. If you don't have that in your Bible, you may not. Uh, and that's okay. It's on the KingJamesBibleOnline.org. So King James still publishes this, folks. It's still there. Now, Second Esther defines... Before the flood, the balance of water to land. 
in ratio was drastically different than today. One-seventh of the earth was water and six-sevenths land, dry land. Almost a complete flip-flop in balance to today. So compared to today, where 70% of the world is covered with water today, only 15% was water before the flood and 100% at the flood, plus 15 cubits. That's what scripture says. Anyone saying otherwise just is not reading scripture because it's there in several places in that account in Genesis. Jubilees confirms it, 15 cubits above the tallest mountain. Now, thus, there was no world ocean before the flood. This, the rivers from Eden below it, covered by it at its foot, as Job says. And anyone saying the creation account says seas were created? Yes, that Hebrew word, yam, in Hebrew, can be ocean or sea. It can mean that, but the same is used in a very generic, general way for large bodies of water. The word yam is used in the word Nile, the Nile yam, the Nile River, the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is not a sea, it's a lake. A lot of people don't really think about that, but it's a lake. It's not a sea. So it refers to lakes. It refers to, and, and Yom is used there as well. So it does not specify ocean. Then Yahuwah is speaking here to Esdras. Ezra identifies great dwellings in the midst of the sea. Well, he knows, according to Job especially, and all of scripture, of course, because after all, he is the creator. He's talking about geologically here. What inhabits the ocean? Well, we saw from Job. The rivers from Eden with the fountains of the great deep inside, exactly as we find in the mid-ocean ridge and trench system. And he, Yahuwah, said unto me, Ezra, if I should ask thee how great dwellings are in the midst of the sea, what dwellings are in the midst of the sea? He's talking about the rivers from Eden. Read further. Or how many springs are in the beginning of the deep? Now, the fountains of the great deep. Today, science has counted 184, but admits there are many more, so we still can't answer Yahuwah's question even today. So who is God? Not us, not mankind, no. Or how many springs are above the firmament? We won't touch that in this video, but there are waters above the firmament in scripture. That is fact. There's no discounting it. They're there. That's what it says. Now, or which are the outgoings of paradise? Now, paradise in second Esdras at least four times in the bottom right on your screen is the Garden of Eden. That is how it is used. That's how Esdras uses it. Not necessarily always when you see the word paradise does it mean Garden of Eden. You have to look at that. So there we go again. Another tie to the garden in this as well because the rivers from Eden do what in Genesis 2? They serve one purpose, to water the garden. What garden? The Garden of Eden, the one that was planted eastward that is mentioned right before that. Now, all this ties, folks, just as this all ties to the search for the Isles of Gold, Ophir, 
which we find in our Solomon's Gold series, which is why it includes some of this Rivers from Eden theory. That is monumental, and this stems from that research, because it just continues and continues. And we're still, four years, five years later, still uh, unveiling things that we just did not expect. In fact, even in this passage in Job 28, read fully, he speaks of the gold of Ophir and the resources that Ophir is known for, gold, silver, lead, etc. Uh, is that a coincidence? We think not, but we're not going to cover that in this video. Then in chapter 6, at that time shall friends fight one against another like enemies. What time? This is end times, you'll see. And the earth shall stand in fear with those that dwell therein. And you, Revelation is full of that almost exact language. Men's hearts failing in fear. That it's, it's so horrible at that time. So that's where he's going here. And then he's saying, he's prophesying an event that has not happened in his day. The springs of the fountains shall stand still, and in three hours they shall not run. So for three hours, the fountains of the great deep will stop. Now, I don't have to go to Revelation and the other prophecy chapters to show you this is an end times reference. We could take another half an hour and do that, but we're not going to in this video. We can't we prove all things, yes, but we can't uh, spend 10 hours on every video. <laughs> Um, and what happens? The springs of the fountains shall stand still. This is not talking about the well at your house. It is a reference to the springs of the fountains of the great deep, which still operate. You saw a picture or a video of it in the very beginning. Just as Revelation also says that the Euphrates will stand still. We believe that is a specific reference to the true river from Eden, Euphrates, not the modern Euphrates, which can't possibly fit this narrative in any sense, as it derives from rainfall and there was no rainfall. Genesis 2.5 says it did not rain on the earth yet, that there was a mist that came up and watered the face of the earth. Therefore, modern rivers that derive from rainfall, which is most of them or many of them, especially the Euphrates and the Tigris, did not exist before the flood. Don't care what their name today. Euphrates is an appropriate name. Parat is the Hebrew word. It is used for Euphrates as well. It's fine that it's named that, but it's named after the river from Eden. It is not the river from Eden. We cover that in detail in our Hittikel videos. Yes, it is named such, but only in commemoration of the real thing, which we see often. Now, there's a difference. A judgment one just cannot make is that the modern Euphrates has anything to do with the river from Eden system. It cannot. We know this thinking is new to many, and that is okay, but understand this is not a new thinking. We just showed you this is the thinking in the book of Job, which, according to most scholars, predates the book of Genesis as the first book written in the modern, what we call the canon of Scripture. And it certainly is the thinking in Genesis 2 as well. There is no disputing that at least two of those rivers have to be surrounding continents on the bottom of the ocean floor. Yes. And Second Esdras confirms it all. Some have commented, essentially, 
you crazy, yo. I ain't never heard that before. <laughs> okay, they don't say it quite that way. But that's okay. Some have said scientists do not agree. Well, certainly they have a paradigm, and unfortunately, if you test their paradigm, they are not conducting science in many cases, but ancient alchemy of mystery Babylon supporting those religious philosophies, not science. These are priests many times, not scientists. However, yes, these are there are scientists, though they are probably not aware of our theory, I'm sure, who actually agree they just don't know it. Here's Mr. Parsons, Ph.D. and sedimentologist at University of Hull in the U.K. He travels the world to study undersea rivers. What? There are undersea rivers? Yeah, five of them. His words, reported by BBC News. If you drained all the water away, we did that in our last video, we showed you, it would look exactly like a river system. Wow. With bends and meanders, except there are no trees along the banks. Well, that doesn't mean that they were not before the flood, because I'm certain there were. Some do this rush to judgment, so we have to clarify did we say this Ph.D. espouses our theory? No. Does he agree with us? Good chance he does not believe the Bible and lives in a different paradigm and worldview. Yet, look at his conclusion. He does not know he's actually talking about what is revealed when the waters recede to be an exact match to the five rivers from Eden. Nor would we expect him to get that, and that's okay, because we are the ones demonstrating this. This is what becomes obvious. The Bible says they are. The rivers from Eden are on the bottom of the ocean floor, found exactly where the Bible says they are. How about that? Again, watch our rivers from Eden theory, which will be linked on the next screen. For this full theory, you have to review it before commenting about whether you believe a theory you haven't reviewed or not. Eh, probably not a good idea. We always get such comments, but that's like watching a plane fly overhead and somehow thinking you are now a pilot because all you need to do is see the plane and you already know how to fly it. No, you don't. Of course, that's ludicrous and equally so to be the case here if you comment in ignorance. Watch the full case and then go out, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Thank you for watching Solomon's Gold series and our 100 Clues the Philippines is Ophir and our Flood series. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to click the bell, share this video with others, friend us on Facebook at The God Culture space hyphen space original, and check out our website at thegodculture.com. Our email is thegodculture at gmail.com, and we are scheduling conferences for 2020. Just booked the really big one we're about to announce uh, very soon. We just need hosts. Keep your eyes out for an announcement on book details coming very soon. 
thank you all for your prayers, your comments, encouragement, and support in every way, especially those on Patreon who have been faithful. Salamat po. This has made a tremendous difference. We are humbled and overwhelmed, and we love you all. Yah bless to all. Thank you.